Hello, everyone. This is Michelle McKenzie, and welcome to season three of the Where's the Funding podcast, where we discuss the challenges faced by Black entrepreneurs, particularly women in the U.S. and globally, to access funding, to grow or scale innovative ideas, and to demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. This season, I will be doubling down on conversations about diversity, equity, inclusion, and access to funding for founders who have been traditionally underrepresented in the entrepreneurship ecosystem with Black women and other women of color being a major cross-section of underrepresented entrepreneurs who struggle to connect to capital. An economy that is serious about development and prosperity needs to include women and likewise entrepreneurship ecosystems that are serious about funding innovative ideas that contribute to economic prosperity and wealth creation must be mindful about who is being left out and the opportunity costs of undercapitalization um, of large populations such as women, immigrants, and other BIPOC founders in general. In the international development space, we talk about gender lens investing, which is the practice of investing for financial return, while also considering the benefits to women. This season, I will be discussing topics related to racial and gender justice in the funding ecosystem, that what needs to be done, and feature guests who are attempting to be a part of the solution to the inequalities that persist in access to funding for women and BIPOC founders. I am kicking off this season with women angel and VC investors to talk about the continued lack of funding parity or equity for women entrepreneurs in the U.S. and globally. My guest today is Aisha Tagali of Future Females Invest. Aisha and her co-founder Tori Abiola were here before on season two, and now we are collaborating to double down on more conversations about the importance and the role of women in the funding ecosystem, especially in Africa in this case, as capital allocators at various funding levels, whether angels, VC, or other types of investors. Aisha, welcome back to the WTF podcast. Thank you, Michelle. I am delighted to be here. And thank you for amplifying the voices of women, female founders, and females wanting to invest, and female investors. Wonderful. You know, it has been well documented that there are issues that women face across the global financial and entrepreneurial ecosystems, and persistent challenges of financial inclusion, unfair access to capital for women entrepreneurs, and the need for more solutions to support women's access to capital. For example, the number of women business owners here in the U.S. has grown twice as fast as any other group in recent years, according to an American Express report. Within this group, African-American women businesses grew the most, but capital has gone in the opposite direction. Now, in the African context, data published in the September 2021 issue of the Africa The Big Deal newsletter which is based on a database of curated deals from across the African continent, reported that, well, I think 94% of funding raised by African startups goes to male CEOs, but then 84% goes to um, either single male or all male funding teams. That number has now gone down to 78% with Andela's recent Series E $200 million raise with Christina Sass. 
um, as one of the co-founders, but that number is still very, very high. And I think for single female and all female funding teams, they have attracted only 0.6 or 7 or so percent of the funding that has gone to African startups in 2021. Now, Aisha, I would like to hear your thoughts about some of these statistics. Well, 84%, well, and now it's less than 84%, going to all male founding teams is not, it's not, it's not equitable, it's not right. Um, not point, it's 0.7% that have gone to single, single founders, single female founders of all female founded teams. It's not representative, not representative of society. You know, women make up 50% of, of the population of the world. So really, you know, in an ideal world, we should be receiving 50% of capital and we should definitely be receiving more than one, more than 1% of the capital, you know? So um, I see it as an opportunity. I see it as a, as a real, you know, disgrace. This shouldn't be happening. But I also see it as a real opportunity that these, these things are now being highlighted and we're actually being able to see see transparently look this is what's happening because before a lot of these statistics were kind of kept behind closed doors and we didn't we didn't really know about it but you know they say knowledge is power right so now we know what the problem is we can see what the problem is we have statistics to prove what the problem is we can now go and create a solution you know we can use this as evidence to access uh, funding to create change, to lobby for change and advocate, you know, for the voices of women to be heard for, and also importantly, actually as well, to educate women about why they need to be the ones, you know, writing and signing those checks. Absolutely. We, yeah. Until we see more women signing checks and writing checks, we're not going to see those numbers change. So we can say, oh, you know, 84% of funding went to all male teams. But actually, on the flip side of that, we need to look at, okay, well, who is writing those checks? Is it mainly the um, all male VC teams? So then that presents an opportunity in itself for us to find out who's doing that, right? And I can guarantee you, if it is like all women, I doubt it's all women um, investment committees signing off those checks. You know what I mean? So it's a real, real opportunity for us to say, hey, what's going on here and what can we do to change it? And there's knowledge in numbers and in data. And the thing is, the data has been stacking up for a while now, right? And so it's been well documented. So why, why is change so slow? Why, is, you know, that's, that's the, the million dollar question, right? Why is change so slow? Why are, are women still disproportionately discriminated against? Why do women, you know, despite being the 20, in the 21st century, still bear the brunt of childcare and labor in the home, even though they are, are working as many, if not more, hours than their male counterparts um that is that's an incredible question michelle that i do not have the answer to and i think it's one that like my biggest 
philosophy in life is at the moment is the system's broken we need to create a new one and we need to create a new one where women women are actually leading leading that system and that we're creating a system that supports and embodies and empowers and advocates for women in a me really meaningful way not just saying you know we need paid maternity leave it you know it's more than that you know, at an inaugural Gender Development Forum plenary panel um, discussion on in, in September 2021 on transforming finance, investment, and entrepreneurship from a feminist viewpoint, um, Ajeta Shah, CEO of Frontier Markets, stated that Frontier Markets found that in their work, it wasn't intentionality that was a barrier to transformation in gender lens investing, that it was that investors did not know how to be inclusive and suggested that the solution becomes clear when there is a co-designing process between investors and entrepreneurs. What is your take on this and how does co-designing or co-creation take place between FFI angel investors and its portfolio entrepreneurs? So I think it's one of those things that we do kind of without thinking. It's, it's one of our core values is collaboration co-creation you know ensuring that the voices of the entrepreneurs are heard ensuring that the voices of the angels are heard so that it really meets the needs of both parties and it's not a one-sided agreement um or you know over beneficial for one over the other you know we really want to make you know we want to make things work in a really fair and equitable way that both parties benefit from so I think it's not really something that we've sort of sat down and gone, oh, we have to do this. It's something that, that's ingrained in us anyway. Um, previously, when I worked with um, other incubators and accelerators, you know, the pressure was really like on the entrepreneur to go, you've got to go and find an investor. And it kind of doesn't matter who the investor is, as long as you, you get that check, as long as you get that money into your business. But actually, you know, a relation with an a relationship with an investor is it's first of all it's legally binding. You know, so it's like renting a property, it's like entering into a marriage. You know, it's also it's, it's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big deal. You know, you're giving up part of your company to somebody else for money. They're going to have a say in your business. You have to have to really really. Um, have a good understanding of who that investor is. And they also have to have that uh, um, of you as the company. You know, there has to be that mutual respect. There has to be that open communication. Would you say that because for you and your co-founder of Future Females Invest, because you are women and women of color that somehow you innately um, know how to be more inclusive? Again, that's not really a question that I've ever, ever thought about because, again, it's something that just comes naturally to me. Is it because I'm a mother and I'm naturally more nurturing? Is it because I'm a woman of colour and I've experienced, you know, discrimination, um, been, you know, being excluded, et cetera, et cetera? Um, so diversifying the face of capital 
is an important component of addressing some of the barriers to funding for women in the current global financial system that is dominated by men still, and in many cases, white men. If you can't force the change, then you have to be the change. How is FFI helping to change the face of capital? So talk about your work, how you're trying to get women to be come capital allocators and some of the different programs that FFI does to get more women in positions of leadership. So, if one of so FFI was born to close the financing gap for um, women entrepreneurs, and to do that, we need to see more women as capital allocators. As I said earlier, we need to see more women writing the checks. So what we are doing is we want to enable women to invest their money into um, female founders, particularly female founders in Africa who are running businesses that are bankable and that are scalable. So what do we do? We bring women together to enable them to meet these founders, to learn about their businesses, to learn about why they should invest in these businesses and how catalytic that capital will be for those businesses as well and also on the flip side of that we go out and we're looking you know we're looking every day for awesome amazing female founders who are building businesses that are solving real real problems um, for women in our society for society at large and you know Women make up 50% of the world. We receive less than 1% of venture capital. So our needs aren't being met by these, by these companies or, you know, there's unserviced needs. There's innovations to be made um, for women. No, absolutely. Another question came to mind. Um, when how talk about how what you're doing with ffi is um democratizing access to angel investment for women because i think for women in particular who for some reason always think that well not always some of us do think that certain things are beyond us or beyond reach how are you democratizing angel investment so that it seems more within reach and accessible to more women to get in the game as angel investors and capital allocators. What are the requirements for being an FFI angel? There are no requirements for being an FFI angel, I think, which is one of the good things. So we really are democratizing access to angel investing. We want more, more people putting their money where their mouths are. It's all well and good, me and you sitting here, putting the world to rights, saying, oh, you know, only 0.7% of money went to female founders. But what are we doing about it? Are we putting our hands in our pockets? Are we saying, can I get five friends around the table who can invest $2,000, which would be $10,000 into a female founded company? So how we do it, how we really, you know, democratize access to finance we're giving women choice we're giving women access so we are providing access to these founders for women who could potentially invest who have a have a bit of money and you know you know again disclaimer angel investing is one of the most risky forms of um 
investing that you can do. It's high risk, uh, but also high reward if you get it right. Um, so, you know, how we do it is we don't have a, a buy-in fee. We don't charge a membership fee at the moment for our members, although it's something that we're looking at potentially doing. Um, but at the moment, you know, you can join one of our FFI pitches where you see a couple of businesses pitch. Um, you can get to know the founder. You can ask some questions after the pitch. Um, it's, all done, um, it's all done on Zoom at the moment. And after you've seen the pitch, you can say, I really like that business. I'd like to invest $1,000. Or I really, really like that business. I'd like to invest $10,000. That we don't put a cap on how much you can invest, although we do say $1,000 is kind of a good starting point because otherwise, you know, anything less than that, it, it's not really worth it for you as an investor or for or to create the syndicate. So we, we create special vehicles for the investment and we handhold the women through the process, you know, the process of getting all their due diligence documents in place and sending them to the management committee so we can set up the vehicle and then doing the investment, doing the due diligence, they can be as, as involved as they want to or as not involved as they want to. They could also take a role in the business, if, if a role in the business, sort of a mentoring role um, to the founder if, if that's what they want as well. You know, the good thing about angel investing, it's, it's an opportunity at an early stage to really get your hands dirty with, with a business and, and kind of get involved and be as involved as you want to be. And, you know, I think as well, a lot of women don't realise that they have transferable skills um, that they could transfer and really, really support these businesses to grow. And again, with angel investing, another thing I love about angel investing, because it's so early stage, is often, um, you know, as we see on like Shark Tank and Dragon's Den and those type of in, um, programs, it's the, the angels themselves are as important as the money, because it's the access to networks, access to opportunity, access to follow on capital, access to markets. Yes. So, you know, and that's what I also really love doing. I really love, you know, connecting these entrepreneurs and founders to, to other people in our network that can help their business to grow. And that will ultimately help my investment to grow. Yeah, because they say it's not just, it takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to raise a successful business. So, and, and, and capital is not the only thing required for a business to be successful. There are all these other things, such as the mentorship and the wraparound support that you talk about. So tell me, who, who, can, be, who can be a member of FFI? Is it just women in Mauritius, women across Africa, or women globally? So it's women globally, um, although we have a preference for women in Africa and women from the diaspora. We also invite men because that's also really, really important because you know, some of these men can get into rooms that we can't get into. Some of these men can help access the social capital that's really, really important. So not just the financial capital, the social capital. And there's been loads and loads of reports as well that women lack that access to social capital, that access to networks. Um, so that's really, really important. So we don't exclude anyone 
um, on the basis of gender, age, race, whatever country you're in, as long as you've got a passion for like really meaningfully impacting women on the continent and we're like and really putting your money where your mouth is. Um, we invite anybody to join us. And that's a good point because women alone can't be the solution to the problems that affect women. We have to be a part of the solution, but we also need the status quo and members of the status quo to be allies and to mm. be a part mm. of the change making process because they still hold a lot of the, the purse strings and the power. And like you said, they can create access to spaces and conversations that um, you need entree into. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a great point. Aisha, I'm really looking forward to having additional conversations with you and some of your angel investors and also some of the entrepreneurs who are a part of your portfolio. And we're looking, um, I, I am personally excited um, to have those conversations to speak to other angels who are part of FFI to understand why they wanted to become angel investors and why they decided to get into the game and become a part of the solution and to become capital allocators supporting other women. And we're really excited to share that part of our journey with you as well. And I'm sure that the angels are super excited to talk to you. And, you know, as well, what really makes me happy is a lot of these women are first time, first time angel investors as well. Um, I know that you're going to be talking to two of them. So I'm actually really curious to hear what they've got to say as well. So before we go, are there any last minute plugs that you want to make for women or anyone listening who might be interested in becoming a part of FFI Angels? So if you're out there and you are ready to put your money where your mouth is or just want to find out a bit more about what's going on on the continent with female founders, with some of the businesses that we're seeing, please do get in touch um, at www.futurefemalesinvest.com or you can connect directly with me on LinkedIn. I will be delighted to have a call, have a virtual coffee or an in-person coffee Um with you if you want to fly to Mauritius to have coffee (laughs) with the beautiful Mauritius to have coffee with the beautiful Aisha Tadali I would uh, you know I'd I'd love that um our borders are open now the Mauritian borders are open so you know that Mauritius is welcoming tourists um no but we would on a serious note we would love to I would love to talk to you um because I can talk for a very long time about why we should be allocating capital to women but I think more importantly than me just quacking and talking is is that you can come and meet some of the amazing women who are looking for funding at the moment and there are virtual ways to do this if you know a trip to Mauritius is not on the agenda right now absolutely most of our <laughs> most of our pitches do take place virtually now which is wonderful actually and that you know thanks to COVID um it's made access to capital it's made access to people a lot easier and you know as well for women who are who are caregivers you know sometimes caregivers responsible in the home you know that's been a blessing for um for some women even though it's it's also caused other other strains absolutely so i'm excited to speak to some of your angels and some Mm -hmm. of What's the name for someone who's been touched by an angel? 
we, we, need, we need to call oh them for them. them. There's a song, isn't there? Touched by an angel. There was um, also a TV show called Touched by an Angel. Yeah. <laughs> we need a name. Yeah, the blessed one. I don't know. We have to come up with. (laughs) Well, they're they're, you know they're ones that we've invested in. They're ones that we've supported. They're the ones that we've connected. That you know they're in our network. They're our baby angels, because you know our hope as well is is these women that we invest in. You know, as their business grows, that they are able to invest in. Because that's the important part, isn't it? That we help women founders, women entrepreneurs to be successful so that they can pay. It's that paying it forward um, effect so that they Mm -hmm. too can become capital allocators and help another generation Mm. of female founders Mm. come in behind them. And that's how Mm. we, we create community and, Mm. and support for that community. Aisha, thank you so much for being here again. I'm looking forward to um, the additional conversations with you and your angels and your portfolio founders that are coming up. And I would like to thank you, the audience, for being here with us again. And I, I have to let you know that season three is coming in real hot, real hot. We're going to have really, really powerful conversations about access to funding for women, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And just really digging into um why it's important to to make sure that there is enough space in the global funding and entrepreneurship ecosystem for for people who are different who have great ideas to contribute to society and why they need access to capital to bring those ideas to life we would uh if you would like to be a guest on the show reach out to me at where's the funding at gmail.com and where to find us. Um, this podcast can be found on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we will be there. Help us grow. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Stream, download, listen. Make sure you're subscribed because the episodes that are coming up for season three, you just you don't want to miss not one of them. So make sure that you're subscribed and, you know, don't keep good information to yourself because that's selfish. Make sure that you're sharing it with others, family, friends, and whoever could use this valuable information and these topics that we're talking about. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Where's the Funding Podcast. And you can follow me, your host, Michelle McKenzie on LinkedIn. Thank you all so much and join me for the next episode. Thank you. Can I also just add, um, if you're a female founder and you're looking for capital, please send your deck um, to me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and you can get my email address from there. And we'd love to see your deck. Or also send it to where's the funding at gmail.com and I'll make sure that it gets on to Aisha as well. Thank you all.